Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope everything is great. Um, today is one of those days that I'm just going to jump right into it. I'm not even going to, you know, do any preamble or that sort of thing. And if this you just stumbled in on this web- webcast, I mean podcast, thank you for joining. Um... So I want to talk about fear this today. I want to reflect on it. Um, I think if you've listened to some of my podcasts before now, some of the episodes before now, you'd have known that this is something that comes in every now and then. I'm always a little bit ashamed to talk about it though because, um, you know, but I, I have... I've always known, I guess, I've always known that I'm a cautious, risk-averse risk kind of person, but I now realize that I... I well I think I've sort of known because I was sort of like raised I was sort of raised this way, you know. I was raised by someone who was um very fearful for good reason because of things that had happened in the past. And um so I was always, you know, that sense of oh don't do this, don't do this. In fact I believe that that's one of the reasons why I don't drive because I could never ever just really get myself to that place where you know, not, I was always too, um, conscious of what could happen. You know what I'm saying? So I never got to that point of relaxation. I still have that feeling in myself that one day I will drive and drive often, you know, and I have taken lessons. I have driven, I've I've even driven sometimes alone, you know, and all of that, but I don't drive anymore. I haven't driven in about, I think 10 or 15 years. And um, I would never ever consider myself a driver because I've never gotten to that level of comfort that I see some people literally driving with as much ease as they would brush their teeth. You know, no, I ne- I've never been there. So for that reason, I, I don't drive. And I'm also careful about people who drive me, but I, do, I really don't drive. Somehow I've gotten away with it. God has been merciful. He's been faithful. You know, I do feel bad about it. But yeah, that's that's just the way it is. So I've recently come to realize that I have, you know, that I have, I have tolerated fear around me for too long, for for much longer than I should have. In fact, I think I should be, you know, binding. I should be, you know, that like there's a confession I usually make around fear, which is um, that scripture that says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know, so I, I say that, and I think I should be saying it every day. I think I should actually be saying it to myself like 21 times every day, seven times three, <coughs> morning, afternoon, and evening. Because, at least I think I need to do it for like a year, if not more, because I have really, really allowed the spirit of fear to affect me and my life a whole lot more than it should have. And I think it got worse over the pandemic, you know, because of not just what was going on outside but what was also going on you know at home as well stuff that was just going on that was unrelated but everything just all came together and you know it was also at a time when i just went through like what i would call a a, a faith crisis because of things that were going on and i didn't understand what was going on but thank god that the holy spirit 
you know, God stayed with me on it. He helped me through it. Now that I'm reading the Old Testament, I now realize that this is what God does. You know, he goes through this with so many people. He went through it with David. He went through it with most of the prophets, you know, Jeremiah, you know, all the something. Even Elisha at this stage said, oh, I'm tired of, I mean, Elijah, sorry, you know, who was so despondent when Jezebel was after his life and all that. Of course, Job went through it massively. <coughs> Jonah too went through it as well, you know. After he, you know, so all those moments where you're just going through life and you're just thinking, is God even really here? I mean, you know, what what are you really doing? You know, and I am grateful to God for the Old Testament because Old Testament people they were real. You know what I'm saying? We we saw them as in the worst of human behavior. We saw it in Old Testament. We also saw the best of human behavior. And before I started this Bible program, I, I was on. I was always that kind of New Testament person, and I really, I liked the Old Testament. I liked some books in the Old Testament, like Proverbs, like Daniel, like Psalms, like Genesis, like Exodus, um, some parts of Deuteronomy. I liked Daniel a lot, um, you know, and, you know, so I had a few favorite books, but I didn't, I would not call myself an Old Testament person. Samuel, um, so Samuel, I would read, I read all of Samuel, I would read bits of Kings, a bit, bits of Chronicles, so, you know, I wasn't, I knew... I would say maybe I was comfortable with about 60% of the Old Testament, but not with all of the Old Testament. But New Testament, I mean, cover to cover, I'm a New Testament girl, you know what I'm saying? But recently, when I started going through the Bible course I'm going on, and um, Dr. Tim McKee was taking us through the lectures, I started falling in love with the Old Testament because I realized that these are real stories of real people. So a lot of, I could see myself in a lot of the challenges many of them face. And that whole up and down story with God, I can relate to it because that's like the story of my life as well. And I know that there are some people, well, they've had a, you know, ever since they met God, nothing has gone wrong. They've been faithful. Power to you, more power to you. I am not that kind of person. I have not been faithful to God. I've spent a lot of time trying to do my own thing and also trying to, you know, to play both sides, you know, that sort of thing. I spent like a whole, in fact, all my 20s, my 30s, it was in my 40s that I started getting a little bit like, okay, God, maybe I need to start getting serious with you. So from the 40s, I started doing that. So, yeah, and, you know, but 20s and 30s, man, I was doing my own thing, you know. I think it was in my teens that I would say, I really, that firebrand serving God and nothing else, that was when that happened. And then a brief period in my 20s. But the large, latter part of my 20s, 30s, I was raising a family, really. So it was family, children first, you know, that sort of thing. And so full circle, I'm where I am right now. But so looking back, I just realized that God has really helped me through a lot of stuff. And he's propped me up a lot of things that I would not have been able to do on my own. He has allowed, enabled me to do it. And so when people look at me, they'll be like, oh, you know, she's a go-getter. She's focused. She's this, she's that. But they don't know that I am just like a, you know, like those skeletons that they hold together in the biology labs, you know. They wire them together to make them stand. There's a steel frame holding them up. So when you see it, you see the skeleton is up there. But it's just really a collection of bones. And if somebody was to remove the wire in that skeleton, it will fall into a pile. As in literally, the skull will be, you know, as in fall into a pile. It can't stand up straight. That's me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that analogy. I do, I do love it when you pop into these things. And that's exactly how I am. So the God is the wire that is holding up the structure of my life, of my heart, of my soul. So when you see me, I look upright. I am standing. I'm, you know, I am functional. But you don't know that, that you can't see that wire. 
Because if you see those skeletons in the biology labs, that's how they are. You can't see what's holding it. And you're thinking, oh, wow, it's looking exactly like a human being. And it's, you know, you actually can imagine what the person who lived in this um, body, um, body would have looked like. But all someone needs to do is just ent go into that skeleton and remove the wire. It will all fall into a pile. It won't be upright anymore. You could almost miss it if you walked in because it would be literally on the floor. That is me without God. That is me. In fact, that is me. The wire in my frame, the structure that is holding me up, making me stand up, making me an object that people see and admire and, you know, see something good in me, is God. It's 100% God. There's nothing in me because the shola that is that I know, that I have come to realize that I am, I have been fair has do you understand as in it's it's just you know wow anyway so there are a lot of things that are ahead of me that i'm going into and i'm someone that i really don't like moving out of my comfort zone but god always pushes me out and so change is always difficult for me internally i do it i go through the motions but inside oh my goodness is really terrible for me and uh, because i'm an introvert and all that so i just go through the process but god helps me one thing that he does when he sends his word there are times he just brings his word by the way it's raining i'm hoping you're not hearing the rainfall because i'm recording from somewhere where you'd probably be hearing it but i'm hoping you won't hear it um i hope not if not maybe i'll doll it out with, with music so anyways um so god you know so i i've, I've always had that um you know over caution always afraid what's going to happen change is always difficult for me internally so i'm going through that whole process of change now and it's it's tough as well but how god helps me is that he gives me a word it doesn't always happen at the beginning i would have agonized 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 and at some point god would be like you know what this has gone on for too long then he brings his word and that word sort of like just calms me down he gives me assurance he gives me strength and i'm like okay so you're really into this this is really what you want me to do fine okay let's do it and then I hold his hand and then we cross the streets, you know, and, and we walk across the road, we go on the journey. And then it turns out well. And at the end of the day, I am thankful that I did it. But man, the process of obeying him and just going is always tough. But it's easier. I, I find out that when I lean on him, as in rather than fighting with myself and, and my emotions, once I'm realized, okay, God, I can't do this without you. Okay, you want me to do this? Please just help me. And then I lean on him, it's easier. But when I try to obey him with my strength and my... Oh, gosh that's when i know that man i'm just really i'm not you know these bold cor courageous people i'm not one of them god is the wind underneath my sails so today i just wanted to just go into the scriptures that talk about fear not and there's so many of them in the bible where god was talking to different people saying do not fear that made me realize that this is not just about me and you know there's just something about the world that we live in i guess from the day that Adam sinned. Of course, the first thing that they did when God came walking through the Garden of Eden after the sin was that they ran away in fear. So that fear has pervaded our entire world right now. And as a Christian, I have to take, you know, I have to consciously bring the word of God as a defense and a shield against that fear. And not take it that, oh, that's, I, am, I was raised fearful, like how I started saying it. You know, that shouldn't be the context with which I address this. But realize that Whatever, whether it was by nurture or whatever it is that happened against me, this is a spiritual battle and I have to address it with the, with the only thing that can actually defeat this, which is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So I just want to read these scriptures aloud 
because I've realized, like I've always said, that whenever there's power in the word of God being spoken aloud, I didn't realize for many years that the word of God was actually always meant to be read aloud. I didn't know that. I thought it was for reading inside yourself. But I, I, I later on when I got in, um, started, I, um, I discovered the Bible Project dot com. I realized that the scriptures were actually written with the intent for it to be read aloud. So somehow, and that's why it's called the spoken word of God. There's power in the words, not just in written form, but the words coming from the mouth of people. It's a spoken word. It's spoken by God. It's not meant to be. Yes, there's a there's a place for meditation, but that meditation should also involve speaking aloud. I don't know why it's that way, but apparently that word goes, the power of the word happens when it goes forth out of the mouth of God and of everyone that speaks it in faith that power that's when that power is released so let's release some power today i'm just going to read the scriptures i'm not even going to meditate or try to you know explain or whatever so we start from isaiah 41 verse 10 it says fear fear thou not by the way i'm reading this from dailyverses.net so fear thou not for i'm with thee be not dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen you i will keep you i will help you i will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness that's awesome um, Psalm 56.3, what time I am afraid I will trust in you. That's the psalm. Joshua 1.9, God speaking to Joshua, encouraging him, saying, Have I not commanded you, be strong and be of good courage. Be not afraid. Don't be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Hallelujah. Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7 says, Be careful for nothing. Don't worry about anything. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 41 verse 13. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold your right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help you. Amen. Psalm 118 verse 6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what can man, what man can do unto me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 1 John 4, 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. Yes, it does. He that fears is not made perfect in love. Thank you, Father. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Amen. Psalm 23, verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, you comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely your goodness and your mercy shall follow me and mine all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Second Timothy 1.7 God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And the life that I live in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's Second Timothy 1 verse 7. The fear of man brings a snare, but whosoever puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Proverbs 29, 25. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 27, verse 1. Be strong and be of good courage. Fear not and do not be afraid of them. 
for the lord your god he it is that that will go with you he will not fail you neither will he forsake me you thank you father because you will not fail me you will not forsake me in this journey that i'm embarking on deuteronomy 31 verse 6 thank you lord i thank you lord because according to your word in psalm 34 verse 4 i sought the lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears thank you lord thank you father because you are the one that you have gone before me you will be with me you will not fail me you will never not forsake me therefore i shall not fear and i shall not be dismayed that's deuteronomy 31 verse 8 i have turned it into confession now John 14 verse 1 says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, also believe in me. That's Jesus speaking. Yes, Father, my heart shall not be troubled. I believe in God, the Father. I also believe in you in Jesus' name. Thank you for perfecting everything concerning me. For I have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but I have received the spirit of adoption whereby I cry, Abba, Father. And the Holy Spirit bears witness with my spirit that I am a child of God. Romans 8, 15 and 16. Amen. And not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father being aware. But the very hairs of my head are all numbered. Therefore I shall not fear, because my life is of more value than many sparrows. Hallelujah. Matthew 10, 29 to 31. Ah, so that I may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Hebrews 13, 6. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Luke 12, 32. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Psalm 56, 4. Like as a father has pity upon his children, so the Lord has mercy and pity upon them that fear him. Amen. Psalm 103, verse 13. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father Lord, for your word. You have not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And the life that I live in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I thank you for the spirit of power, for the spirit of love and the spirit of a sound mind. I thank you because that sound mind works on my behalf today. In Jesus' name I pray. So I have read about 30, about 15 or 20 verses talking against fear there are about 33 in this list there's so many more in other lists that i came up with. in fact i found one that has 159 verses and i also saw one that lists 385 passages so god has had to spend a lot of time helping his children to resist fear by his word so um i, I i'll stop i'll leave it at that and i believe that that which the lord his word will go and do that which we, it, it knows how to do, which is to rebuke, to resist, to bind, and to remove every iota of fear, everything that tries to hold us back or hold me back from doing that God will, will have me do. I give myself to you, Lord, and I ask that you use me for your will, for your purpose. In Jesus' name, I am nothing, hopeless, helpless without you. I lean on to you today, Lord. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. Amen.